Loading with Enough Podcast, episode 26. Hi, and welcome to What the F Podcast. We're a true crime pop culture podcast. And I am Tamara. And I'm Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This weather, if you're in the Midwest or in the, I don't know, north, Probably. I think it's going up north. or Midwest. What? If you're anywhere coast. in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> it is cold. It's really, really cold. It and just doesn't we seem We had like stop. an ice storm last night. <laughs> my kids have been, my kids have literally missed like a week and a half of school this really? year. Really? Because of snow days. Uh-oh. Le- legitimate snow days. I mean, I'm glad they're not going, but. They're going to have to make it up. It's I know. Crazy. That's what I'll say. They're going to have to make all that up. Like, the end of the year, that's not fun. Because mm-hmm. then yeah. that's nice weather. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to be, and it's going to be hot this summer. I just have a feeling. And probably. So, and probably. Yeah. So you're going to miss the good part of the summer. Anyway, whatever. It's it's a thing, and everyone's dealing Midwest. with it. Yeah. 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 So we got the gang in here. Uh, got Todd. And Rex. And Rex. And as Nessa's not here Nessa's today. Nessa's not here. I don't think she's been at the new studio yet. No, has not she? yet. But it's not yeah. safe for her to really be out, so I'm glad she's safe. Oh. And okay. you know what I'm saying. You yeah. don't want her in the car. Yeah. It's but weird. We miss her. Yeah. She'll be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's here in spirit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, What the hell? This By the time this is going to re- release, it's going to be Valentine's Day. It will Day. be Valentine's Day. The day of love. Love everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've had a good Valentine's Day, so I'm not even... I don't really have a good Valentine's Day. I haven't really until, like, Rex. But I don't think last year we did anything, really, for Valentine's Day, did we? No, first year we did. Second year, not so much. Yeah. So first year we did. First year, that was, like, right after we met. Mm-hmm. Well, we there we you go. just you have to. met. It's <laughs> been, like, a, maybe a month. And so we did a big to-do for that. But normally I have really shitty <laughs> Valentines, mm-hmm. like really shitty ones. Like yeah. if I'm with someone, there'll be like some fight that happened or it's they're an asshole. Add, the added stress of thinking you have to be super lovey, whatever. Well, yeah. And I think like we don't have anything planned for this year because I just don't think like it's just a day. Right. To me, it's just like a day. Right. You know? Yeah. And you can show love any day. Right. Really. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Valentine's Day, though, this is our Valentine's Day episode. Yes. Happy mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day with murder. I'll be your Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> How have your Valentine's Day been, like, just shitty? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I don't. I'm sure I've had good ones. <laughs> you don't remember those. I'm, I don't remember it being Valentine's Day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I had good dates or whatever, but I don't remember it being Valentine's Day. Todd was probably the one that took me out on a nice Valentine's. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh. I'm like, I'm sure he oh. did, so I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even remember. So, Todd, that was our Valentine's that was, Day. That was a Valentine's Day. He's like, okay, he's and like on- not answering. Okay, I guess it wasn't a good one. Maybe you guys fought. We probably fought. Yeah. Oh, God. God. So, yeah, there we go. That's mm-hmm. that. Well, all right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But there's um, lots of people having – I. I'm just assuming they'll probably have good Valentine's Days because Holly, um, in Hollywood, 
There are some, there's some love a, a brewing. Love a brewing. A brewing. A love a brewing. I'm not, okay. Yeah, okay, we can keep going. We can keep saying that again. But what is it, Justin Bieber? Well, yes. So Justin Bieber and uh, Haley Baldwin, they did a beautiful. Haley, Bal- Haley Baldwin Bieber. Yeah. yeah. The, try to say that fast. <laughs> and they did a gorgeous uh, photo spread for Vogue magazine. Uh, the pictures are beautiful. Did you look at those pictures? No. Oh, I did see. I did see them and they, they're beautiful. Yeah. You guys should look at uh, those pictures. They're really awesome. But anyway, so they did a long interview, and Justin and Haley both saved themselves, like, no sex. They abstained from sex until they got married, which wasn't a terribly long time because I think um, they had been together. They broke up. They got back together, and then they got engaged, and I think all that was, like, between last year, June, and September, so it wasn't like, oh, but okay. Justin said, though, that he had at that time been abstaining from sex for a year because he had found that sex was uh, becoming a legitimate problem in his life. Oh, I believe That's his it. Quote. And so he was saying that God doesn't ask us not to have sex for him because he wants rules and stuff. He's like, I'm trying to protect you from hurt and pain. I think sex can cause a lot of pain. Sometimes people have sex because they don't feel good enough, because they lack self-worth. Women do that, and guys do that. Wow. So that's his view I think on that's sex. the truth. As yeah. in, people, some people use sex, and they'll just go out there and sex it up just to get some validation for Attention. themselves. Yeah. People use sex for different reasons. Yeah. You know? So he said that, and Haley said that she'd been praying – um, forgot to direct them in the right way and all this stuff. It was very spiritual uh, interview. I hope it's them. real. And it sounds, I mean, it sounds like at least they're really super in love yeah. now. Yeah. And that they're, you know, committed to each other and all that. And it sounds like hopefully maybe he's done with all his um, stupid, stupidness. Yeah, I will. I mean... I can't imagine being, I don't know, was he 14 when he was found? Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. I just, you're 14, you're given the world, you're given a car. He had a Porsche at like 14 you and a half. You can't even drive. Right. And so there's so drive? much. I mean, he's from Canada. There, what's the legal driving age there? Probably the same. Oh, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. was it 16 or 17? Mm-hmm. I called but my daughter. Some states, was, some states it's 14. That, yeah. Still? I think so. I feel like you're just driving to school and work. No, 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 no. That's yeah. way too young. I think Kansas is way too like young. That. But, um, yeah, he was given everything. Mm-hmm. So young. And he is cute. He can be seen as most, a lot of people think he's cute. I think he's cute. And I can only imagine that people, I'm justifying <laughs> I that. No comment. <laughs> I do. I don't think he's, no, he's not unattractive. <laughs> I just don't find him attractive. But right, he's, I mean, he's not, I and you. I can definitely see how people find him very, very attractive. Yeah. I just don't. I just still see that 14, 14 year old. I, I haven't seen him as a, a man. He still looks like a boy to me. Yeah. With his skinny muscles and <coughs> tattoos over them. I think he's adorable. But yeah. um, but Haley, I think she's cute. Yeah. And um, I do think that they look cute together. Yeah. And that's cute. 
Yeah. Love is so cute. So it's good. So it's good. So I'm glad he found his shit together. Seems hopefully. Like. So hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he's got it. And hopefully she's, she's probably helping him with it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. And then also um, what happened, Chris Pratt, uh, he's engaged to Catherine Schwarzenegger. Ooh. Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Yeah. Some people have issues with the relationship just because of the age difference, but it's not like, I don't think it's that bad. She's 29, and I think he's 39 or 40. Okay. And so, I... It's, she's 29. I think 29 is enough. It's not like you're 21. Like. That's what I feel like, too. I'm like, she's at a stage in her life where she's getting her shit sick together of and stuff. Boys. Yeah. We're not... <laughs> right. We're sick of the Justin Bieber age, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> we want a man. Right. Right, and yeah. so and she seems like she's mature. Mm-hmm. She's in a life that's mature. Yeah, it's not like she's been a wild now, you know. Right, she's we, not. We interested don't hear in about her like partying and exactly. all that kind of shit and stuff like that. She wants a man who's got his shit together. Yeah, and the, they're another couple that's Christian. Okay, and uh, that's I believe they go to the same church as Justin Bieber. Actually. Seriously, yes. they all go to yeah. And I, I won't even get into that pastor that church. I just. No. No. But we're not here for that. No. No, that's another conversation for another day. But anyway, I think I think they all go to like the same church okay. together and stuff. And so he was married to Anna Ferris. Right. Who I love. And yeah, she's cute. I love her. And uh they were engaged and part I mean, they're married and part of their issues that they had was religion. Because she's not Okay, Anna is not. No, I kind of think she might be atheist. Okay. And so that's a huge problem. It can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was was married to an atheist, (laughs) so it's a problem. Right. You know, so, you know, if you guys, you know, faith is a big thing in relationships. But now that I'm talking about the Christian stuff, so Chris Pratt, he celebrated his uh, engagement. He had to do work over in the U.K., and so he went to a strip club. Okay. And spent 5,000 pounds while he was there. He wasn't with Catherine. He was there by himself with his boys, you know. But they said he was dancing, having a good time. Didn't look like, like, I guess this strip club has a dance floor. Because that's what they said. He was on the okay. dance floor. So I don't know if he was. Or maybe he's Chris Pratt and got on the dance floor because maybe, he was Chris Pratt true, on that's the dance true. floor. Made, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He made the stage a dance floor. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. It's probably something They're like not going to turn him down. No. No. So, yeah, you're spending 5,000 pounds. Okay, go ahead yeah. and do that. So, yeah. So, he celebrated it that way. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. How would you feel if you had a fiance and he went to a strip club to celebrate that you guys were engaged? Um, I would, I mean, I'm hoping that if, that if I ever were to find anybody, I would trust them Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't care. Like we would have a very sexually happy relationship and we wouldn't be away for far too long. So Mm -hmm. I just don't think that I would be that upset, Mm -hmm. but then there would be video. I'm, I'm assuming there's photos. I don't know. I don't know. 5, sometimes 5, sometimes those things they be... keep pri- private, you know, and they do, you know, those non-disclosure agreements and stuff all the time. So I don't know. Well, he would. My my man would probably not be oh, the status. He of wouldn't Chris be Pratt. exactly. He wouldn't so. be Chris Pratt. So <laughs> what if he spent five thousand dollars of my money? You'd be pissed. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Let's liken this to like five hundred dollars. Yeah, wedding fund. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, exactly. So uh, <clears throat> no. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like going to a strip club, I mean, I still really think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. But 
I would have to really trust him. You yeah. You, well, hopefully, if you're getting married to him, you do trust exactly. him a lot. Yeah. Right. Because if you don't, then that's an issue. It's, that's why I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> I wonder how she felt about that when she heard that. If that's yeah. something like she's cool with or I'm not. I'm sure she's not happy with the fact that her her husband-to-be was out at a strip club. That's... Well, I think I wouldn't want the, everybody to know. Even if I was cool with it, I probably wouldn't want it to be all in the press. That's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. And then what does her dad think of that? Trashy. Arnold. The Arnold? <laughs> what does he think of that? This is going to be Chris Pratt's father-in-law is going to be the Terminator. He's like, he's like, I'm going to pump you up. This <laughs> just seriously. I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's more like it. Oh my God, God. Um, Arnold. And so then we just have other love news with uh, Heidi Klum. She's getting married to another German named Tom Collette. Okay. Um, and then Jennifer Lawrence just got engaged to Cook Maroney, and he is, uh, he works in the art, like art, it's like an art dealer or something like that. An art dealer. Yeah. Okay. So, not really someone in the industry. Which is probably better. Probably. So, congratulations to all. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And to all you guys who will be getting engaged this Valentine's Day, you know, if you get yeah. engaged, let us let know. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. So, speaking of Valentine's Day. Rex has some questions. He's going to get up. some questions. Uh, yeah. He's going to get up. He's going to move over. I have for you guys today, since you guys, we all like our list that we do. We will do, and these are pretty broad and sweeping, so you can name something in between, but they're the five worst Valentine's gifts Oh. And they kind of put them in big general ah. categories. Oh, okay. So even if you say something that falls in the category, you will receive points for that question. Okay. Um, as usual, we'll start with Becky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Becky should already have something. I have it right now. <laughs> so what is what do you think is one of the top five worst Valentine's Day gifts? Um, a gym membership. We're going to classify that as a, first of all, Gym equipment. correct answer, ding. That is good. Um, yeah. Anything weight related. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the category they yeah. put that in. Yeah. Could be a gym membership, could be, you know. A scale. Any, yes, exactly. Put yeah. an ass. Yeah, yeah. That is such an asshole <laughs> gift. Well, and I'll give you guys some of the things I was reading on that. One of them said, a guy said his girlfriend gave him a, a thing to Weight Watchers one year. His girlfriend? Yes. Oh, gave it to him? How even give that as a romantic What a thing. bitch. How can you do that as a romantic thing? How That's something you? you talk about before. You gotta, yeah. because you, you have to be like, it. we're doing it together. No, you got to spin it. <laughs> I'm doing this because I love you. <laughs> See, that's how you give it as a romantic no. gift. Is that I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about I, your health. I'm I want worried. you to be around for a long, long time. And you're going to announce it on Valentine's, you <laughs> prick. Know. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> this must be the day of love. Becky is on fire, Fuck. I must say, for a good, correct answer. Well, I can't fucking think of something right now. Um, shit. Um, you can't think of anything? No, I don't know why I can't think. I just think I'm thinking of good Valentine's Day gifts right now. Oh, man, I'm thinking so, of bad ones. I'm thinking of bad I'm ones. And I'm not thinking of bad ones. Do you want to, would I'd you like to, Just nothing. Would you like to go? Okay, well, actually, that was going to be kind of, since, spoiler alert, um, that's Which like is, the number one worst oh, really? that is on nothing. the list. Nothing. Oh, I've gotten that okay. a lot. <laughs> I've gotten nothing a lot. Yeah, Okay, well, getting, getting nothing, they said, is the all-time, even though it's a fabricated holiday and everything, they said, but giving nothing you know, is the worst one. You know, a card, you could give a fucking card. I've I've been with people and have not even gotten a fucking card. Me too. Shut up. Oh, my God. Different story for a different day. Um, But very good. I'm going to give you credit for that. That's kind of the culmination of our bad gift giving. But yeah, they said the ultimate bad gift is to give nothing. Um, Mm. Over to Becky. 
Another one would be... Are they going to say like a vacuum cleaner? See, again, it's a big category. I'm going to say, oh. yes, you're right. I love vacuum cleaner, oh. though. I want oh, one. Oh, you would be happy. They yeah. classify that as household products. Yeah. Oh, so, so, of course, so, see so another, cooking. Yeah, that's all household oh, products. That would go in. The woman that I read this article on when it <laughs> fell under household products, she said she had mentioned weeks earlier that they needed a new toilet seat. So that's what her husband gave her. Oh, okay. Valentine's gift. A vacuum. I mean, a Dyson is a lovely gift. Yes, but a, a, a di- toilet a nice seat. Dyson, yes. A Dyson. To- a fucking I toilet seat. I would fucking but no, smack him with it. Well, but, back to, but back to being romantic. Smack him with it. If, the gy- if none of this weight-related stuff was romantic, is a vacuum cleaner romantic? No, but talk- no. you could make puns. Okay. Um, you could make some really good puns about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking, you know. Uh, All uh, these are uh, sexy. Okay, yeah. Along with the card. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, you could. There's a tie-in. Definite exactly. tie-in. Sure. That's right. Um, <laughs> over to Tamara. Uh, I can't think. I'm just thinking of a good stuff right That's now. right. Well, they said one of the worst ones you can give is an IOU. They said you should never give an IOU uh, as right. a gift. And then, um, it's oh, in, man. I know. Again, different topics for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Want to try it for the last one? Oh. Um... She's two for two, by the way. I don't even, I I have no idea. Well, what they said, and Tamara's actually told me that people in her past have done this to her. They say you should never <laughs> give them what you really want. Oh. And she said she's had guys or who would give her something that, would, that, yeah, that they A gift kinda, that they really want, like some concert electronic tickets, thing. Concert tickets is something I want to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, show Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I've had stuff like that where I've like, I've never, ever said that I had any interest in this. Right. Ever. That was them using the ability to go buy that thing. Yes. Yeah. Just not? an excuse. And then, oh, well, you don't like it. Well, then I'll use it. I'll go on Should I not give you that guitar that I bought for Valentine's Day? Though, probably and say, not. That's a no. Probably not. Well, then <laughs> all the few other things I'll tell you guys or ask you, what do you think? The, they also gave me the average amount of money that people spend on Valentine's Day. Oh, man. Are we going to go yeah. high? Is it, it high? Really, so this is the average. This is the average. This so is the average. 50 bucks. Okay. I say 100. You say, okay. Um, 136.47. I was going to oh, say oh, 150. Oh, my God. $136.47. Okay. As an average, that's probably not bad. Because, $136. But they probably include somebody. Well, dinner. You know, uh, okay. I'm thinking. I'm not even well, remotely Well, if one person buys a box of chocolates and one person buys an engagement ring. You right. Know, this then you're, we're going to average it out. You know, okay, okay, okay. So I guess you money. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So, so that, oh, and then I did find this very interesting in what I was reading. They said there's a certain percentage of women that send flowers to themselves every Valentine's oh, Day. Really? You, yes, which I found, which I totally believe, number one, because you know they don't want me. If I have to go one more year and that bitch gets something, I don't. Like, I have never what, given a I, shit. I've never. Why would I ever do that? So what percentage of women send themselves flowers okay. every Valentine's Day? 35. 2%. <laughs> it was 15. Oh, was 15, oh, wow. So I found that to be pretty pretty funny. You, you know they just can't take it. You know, they're like, if she gets something I don't do, she, you know, office places. It can be places. so expensive. It is. I know for, for yourself. For something that's dying. That's a, and then you you're, better send my ass and a plant. And then you know that you did it. You bought it for yourself. It's so hey, not the other people cute. In your office, yeah. The other people in your office don't know. <clears throat> I know. Like, oh. I know. They're like, it's for my hey, fake Sharon. Boyfriend, Jim. Sharon. Or, or Timmy, you know send me some succulents. You know he knows like, I like plants. Yeah. <laughs> they're saying, 
Her husband is such a deadbeat. Oh, but look, he got her those great oh, flowers. Oh, those flowers. <laughs> so, look. Oh. That's right. So, <laughs> I don't think I've ever even had flowers delivered at work before. Did uh, you ever? Yeah. You did? Yeah. See, I did not have that ever. Go, someone left go rose. work. Someone left we'll a rose on my car. Yeah. Someone... <laughs> Step one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that is all I have for you guys. All right, today. well, thank oh, you very much. much. Rex. All right, don't send yourself anything. That was pretty good. Oh, wow. I won't. I haven't. No. That's hilarious. That is. I may start doing that, though. Have you ever though. sent, like, a guy flowers? No. I did one time. Oh, oh you know what? I bought, a, I bought a plant, or I bought a cactus. Yeah, it was some, it, it, it might have been some kind of plant or something, but it was because mm. I was sorry because I had screwed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I have it delivered to his work. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> did he appreciate that? Yeah, he did. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because he had never had a girl do anything like I'm sure. that before. So mm-hmm. then, you know, he knew I was sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> you went out of your... I went out of my way. <laughs> so you're telling me a story first, right? Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. I, that, that I am. So both of our stories are going to be about Valentine's Day. This is our Valentine's Day episode. Yep. Mess it with our mics. I know. My mic's a little. Testies, testies. Testy, testy. All right. So this this happened on Valentine's Day, this this murder. Okay. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Right. So Valentine's Day is supposed to be a day about celebrating love and uh, all the people in your life that you love. So for the Lith- Luthoid, I might pronounce it funny, but Luthoid family, Valentine's Day 2013 will forever hold a devastating memory. The day started like a typical holiday in the household. The husband and wife, Nathan and Denise, gave Valentine's Day goodie bags to their three children, ages 12, 10, and 4. Nathan gave his wife, Denise, a card, and beautiful roses. The house was filled with love that morning, and Nathan took the two oldest children to school while Denise spent the morning at home with their youngest child. So the youngest child, that was four, and then around noon, she was going to take that child to daycare, and then she was going to run errands for the rest of the afternoon. So Nathan, uh, after he dropped off the two oldest children that morning, he ran some errands. While doing this, uh, Nathan received a phone call, and this is like in the afternoon, he received a phone call that the youngest child had not been picked up from daycare. And he started receiving calls from Denise's parents, and they couldn't reach her either. So uh, Hmm. Nathan tried calling her. There was no answer. And he was starting to get worried because Denise was always available. She, you know. She was always there for the family sure. and stuff. And so it's weird that she's not answering the phone. So he goes and he picks up the youngest child from daycare. And then he goes back to their house and he pulls into the driveway and he sees that the garage door is open, but there's no car in there. And so he decides to leave the little girl in the car. So she le- he leaves her in the car seat. And then he goes inside the garage and then he sees at the back door to their house the window's been broken. Okay. So at that point, he just automatically thinks, oh, my gosh, the house has been broken into. Sure. And so he goes back into his car, and then he pulls him backwards 
across the street into the neighbor's driveway. Mm-hmm. And then he calls the cops from there. And he just immediately tells them, there's been a break-in in my house. He tells them, like, he saw that the glass was broken. He didn't go in. He thinks it's my his wife might possibly be in there. Sure. But not sure because their car's not there. Okay. You know. Um, but he's pretty sure then that there's a break-in. And so he said that he was just going to stay in his car and wait until the police got there. And then he would, you know, see from there. So when the police get there, they see the window broken and all that. They go inside the house, the front door. The first thing they see is Denise in a pool of blood. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so she's in a pool of blood. She still has on her winter coat. She still has on her gloves. Uh, It shows that she's been shot in the head, just one bullet shot. And it looks like she might have interrupted a robbery because the whole house has been ransacked. Mm. And so um, the family was devastated and shocked. And Nathan said he felt absolutely lost. She was his best friend. And they had been close since they were kids. So to get into the history of Nathan and Denise, they both grew up in religious homes. They attended the same Christian school in Central Illinois. Nathan remembers first noticing Denise when he was just in third grade. And he thought she was the cutest girl with uh, her bouncy, curly brown hair and bubbly spirit to match. And they didn't get to know each other until junior high. So he just had a crush on her until junior high. Mm -hmm. She was a year older than him. And so then they started hanging out and they actually became good friends. And both their parents didn't allow them to date because they're in religious homes. And also because of like the school and all that. So they would just hang out with friends and do activities together, and then they'd hang out, like, church activities, go on group gatherings, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so when they were able to start dating, Nathan asked Denise out, and so she became his first and only girlfriend, and he says his first love. And they ended up going to the same Christian college after school, and they got engaged while they were in college, and then a year after college, they got married. Okay. So it's just very much on like the... On track. On the Christian path, sure. <laughs> I'd say, because I went to a Christian school, and I'd this say is... probably that's the same path all like the my classmates went through. Sure. <laughs> so they got married in 1995. Uh, Denise wrote a song for Nathan as a wedding gift. She was um, very musical. She was gifted in music. And so she wrote a song about him um, and presented it to him at the wedding and it was basically a song saying that he was perfect for her and she envisioned their marriage would be like how she dreamed marriage would be as a little girl and he was very 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 touched by her doing that for him everyone thought that they were a perfect match they seemed very much in love and they were just ready to start life together and so they decided to move to Peoria, Illinois, and that's where uh, Denise's family lives. And so Denise worked in insurance, and then he, Nathan worked in sales, and Nathan wasn't satisfied with working in sales. He felt like he had a calling uh, to be in the ministry. So they had friends that were missionaries in Lithuania, and so he asked them if it would be okay if him and Denise moved there to help them out. Okay. And so Denise... Being a supportive wife, she went ahead. I'm, sounds like she wasn't totally full on board with it. 
Mm-hmm. But she kind of felt like she had to to be supportive. Sure. And she felt like this is his calling, so I'm going to support him through it. So um, everybody in their family was very supportive of this. And Denise's parents were so supportive that they let them move in with them so that they could save up money before they moved to Lithuania. So they ended up moving there in 1998. And they ended up staying there for about a year. It wasn't perfect. They had a tough time learning the language and also adjusting to a different culture. And so then they decided to move back to the States. Soon they had two children right after they moved back to the States. And so after that, they moved back and forth between the States and Lithuania for Mm. eight years. So they lived there for a little bit and do missionary work, come back, um, Basically, it's like they call it on furlough, but they go to different churches to get money. And, to go back. Mm-hmm. To, so to get, like, donations for them to go back and sure. stuff. And certain churches will sponsor different missionaries and things like that. So that's why they go back and forth like that. And so during this time, again, Denise is very supportive. But, again, it wasn't, like, her dream to be doing this. And I don't think she really – it just wasn't what she really wanted to do. It's more yeah. like what Nathan – wanted to do and so she though because she was so musical she ended up having a music ministry while she was there in Lithuania and so she was able to work with the little kids there and teach them music and things like that and so she loved that and that was part of her joy and love and so uh, they did that and they ended up moving back to the states Um, and then they had another child so then they ended up having three kids. During the time when they were in Lithuania, they would also help other families come over to America and other individuals. So say if they were coming over for school or for music or for whatever reason, they would just help them. And also during the times when they'd be back in the States, they would let those people live with them. Okay. And usually it's with Denise's parents because Denise and them, they would live with her parents when they came back. So then those individuals would be living there at the home. And so one of these families was um, they had helped a single mother when they were living over in Lithuania, and the child was musically gifted. And as a teen, she ended up giving her life over to the Lord. And around 16, she started becoming a babysitter for the family. And so her name is Ina Dubilate. And... She also, they helped sponsor her to come back over to the States. And so she ended up going to Pensacola Christian College in Pensacola, Florida. Um, a lot of my classmates went there. Okay. <laughs> so, and she studied music and specifically piano when uh, she went there. And so they sponsored her and they were uh, very close with her. And so... That's the family's background. So then back to the investigation. Um, So then Nathan was really, you know, obviously upset over Denise's murder. And he said that she was the backbone of the family. Without her, he couldn't do his work. And she did everything for the kids. No one had a bad word to say about Denise. She was a sweetheart. Like, basically, pretty much like she was an angel. Mm -hmm. Nobody had anything bad to say. Good. And... So then the neighborhood was really, really, you know, obviously frightened over this break-in. Sure. This break-in and murder because it was a quiet neighborhood. 
um, kids played out in the streets. Parents didn't have to worry about their kids. They, mm-hmm. you know, and so they put the school on lockdown after this. And everyone was on edge, and they said it was a very eerie feeling in the neighborhood after this happened. So in the house, there was there were things stolen from the home. So a laptop was taken, a digital camera, there's some jewelry, and two guns. Nathan owned three guns, but two of them were taken. One of the guns was a 40 caliber Glock, which was also the same type of gun that was used to kill Denise. And so that was missing. And that gun was kept in a plastic case that had a lock on it. And that was all missing. And and this is at her parents' house? This is her parents' house because they were living there. And so then uh, Nathan's story during that time. So that morning, he took the two kids to school, the two oldest kids to the school. Then he went to Chase Bank. Then he went to Starbucks. Then he went to a car wash. And then he went to a spa to buy Denise a $74 gift certificate mm-hmm. uh, for the spa. So then um, there's an amount of time that he couldn't account for. is between 11.30 a.m. and 12.45 p.m. And that's exactly the time when the police think that the murder happened. But um, so the police are doing their investigation and – they, it still seems like at first like that Denise had interrupted a robbery since all this is taken and the house is ransacked. So they did a closer look at it, and then the police thought that the robbery seemed staged. They said that the drawers in the kitchen were actually, like, placed on the floor. Like, it was just, like, all these drawers were open. Uh, yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't heart <laughs> to dump them. And they were like, what robber takes time to actually place it on the floor? And then they go, also, why would a robber go in a kitchen? What are you going to find in a kitchen that's a, that's a value? Nothing. Nothing. Like my, my Calphalon. Right. Cookware. My Keurig is coming is out. <laughs> right. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Denise's mom worked for an electronics store, and she would actually house a lot of the electronics there. She said that there's a lot of, like, actually – tiny little like uh flat screen tvs that she had that would like not take much for you to carry out still there and she thought that was weird the mom also had three expensive rings but she had like a whole big jewelry collection like a lot of us do of like costume jewelry and stuff but only the three expensive ones were taken and then she was like how would the robbers be able to even tell yeah yeah that these are the expensive ones because costume jewelry all of it looks expensive good god yeah, and so that was suspicious. Denise's parents, though, still for a while were, like, not thinking it was yeah. Nathan. No, because he's a missionary. Sure. And that's even, she said, like, the, that's what Denise's dad said. He's a missionary. How could he, you know, he can't do this, and why? And you, you know, know him, and you have a relationship with him. And right. And you think you're, He's you like know. his son, you know? <sighs> I mean, they've known him since he was a teenager, and you already had to accept him for being with your daughter. Now mm-hmm. you want to believe the best is the right. best. You know, mm-hmm. are you going to go around thinking the worst? Right, right. So they were not thinking that at all, but it was uh, beginning to look suspicious. But there are also a lot of tips coming in from neighbors and neighbors saying that um, they'd seen someone suspicious. So one neighbor specifically said she saw a man with an agitated face wearing a black hoodie, walking fast in the neighborhood during the same time during that morning. Okay. She saw him, and she even made a note to her husband because the guy looked so suspicious. Okay. And um, 
Then Nathan said, though, that there had been a strange car driving around the neighborhood, and he saw it twice at night. And even uh, two nights before the murder, and he even called the cops about it. Did he? Yeah, he actually did call the cops. (gasps) He was planning. (laughs) So he did call the cops and said that he saw a car, and he said it looked like it was casing the neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. And so they had that to go off of. And so obviously, though, the first person that they look at is always going to be the spouse, the partner. And so they first look and see, is this actually a robbery? It looks like it's staged. So then now they're looking at the husband. But then they're thinking, okay, why would a missionary kill his wife? You know, he had talked to the cops and was saying that their marriage was pretty much perfect they didn't have any issues they didn't have any problems there was no infidelity or anything like that okay and so he was just saying you know everything was fine and there's no no reason yeah they didn't seem like there's any financial problems or anything like that um something weird that they also about the crime was that denise's car remember she it wasn't at the house right it was at a park that was very close to the home like within walking distance of the home and it was just left there and her car keys, though, were found in her hair on the floor, you know. So then they asked Nathan. What? Yeah, they asked Nathan. They were like, is I there didn't... a second set of sure. car keys? And he was like, no, not that I know of. You know, there's not a second set. Like, if ever you have to use her car, I, I ask, like, for her car keys. And she gives me her keys. And so I don't think there's another set. But funny, then the police go looking around that park, and mm-hmm. in the trash can, they find, in the park trash can, they find a set of keys what? that match that car. He thought the trash was going to be taken out quicker. <laughs> oh, my God. Park trash stays there forever. I know. Hey. Especially if there's a furlough. It's like one of those metal, <laughs> shut down. those metal can thingies. Oh like, God. yeah. I know. They're going to leave it there. Until they stay it's... there forever. Nobody's I know from gone. walking my dogs. Oh, my <laughs> God. stay there forever. So. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, not very smart. Um, but anyway, so they see that, and then they're thinking, okay, so what else? And they asked him about the park because they're like, we found a car there, and were you there at any time? And he was like, well, my car, yeah, I drove my car there earlier in the day. What? And they go, yeah, and then they go, well, why? And he's like, well, I got a phone call while I was driving, so I had to pull over. And then they asked him who was the phone call from. It's from Ina. Ina is the 16-year-old, well, back where I, I explained the 16-year-old uh-huh. babysitter from Lithuania. She's now 20, and she's in the States. And she was going to that Christian college that they were sponsoring her. Yeah. And they start looking into her, the text between them, and they're texting, like, a lot with each they're other. They call each other all the time. They text. Oh, my God. He's 38 years old. She's She's yeah. 20. Oh, my. Yeah. And so even they said there's one text message that she just came back from the gym, and he asked her if she was wet. What? <laughs> And they go, well, that doesn't seem like something a sponsor would be sending. Yeah, <laughs> super inappropriate. Yeah, very inappropriate. And um, both of them are denying that there is anything going of on. Course. And um, they go to that spa where he got that because they have to check mm. every every single place and confirm, you know, that he was there. And, yeah, he sure. actually was there. But they talk with the spa owner, and the spa owner goes, oh, 
um, yeah, he comes in here all the time with that other girl, Ina. Oh, okay. She, she was like, I thought that was his wife. I didn't know, like, that he was actually married to someone <sighs> else. So she comes in there all the time. They both come in there all the time so she can get massages and waxes. Wow. Uh, yeah, and they asked, what are you getting waxed? And she wouldn't answer. Wow. Yeah, when the police questioned her, she was, like, um, a bitch about it. Like, Yeah, don't talk about my life like that. No, she was just, like, a bitch. She didn't want to answer anything for them, and she started acting like she didn't understand English, even though she's been living over here for a few years now or whatever, wow. and she was acting like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, what? What? Presents? Does he give me presents? What? No. You know? Yeah, she didn't yeah. want to talk. You know, like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, they said, like, during the whole police interrogation with Nathan, he didn't show any emotion or anything like that when he was being questioned. Ina didn't either. They actually even showed her pictures of Denise laying in a pool of blood. Yeah. And she was stoic and didn't show any emotion. And they were like, this is a family that used to live with. Right. And she said, I cried enough over the weekend. Over the weekend. Yeah. I got all my crying out then. She wouldn't answer anything or whatever. But they had enough uh, circumstantial, um, you know, to get Nathan because they never found the the Glock, you know, what he did with that. Or the computer or anything else. Yeah, well, they found the computer they did find, um, and I'll get to that in just a bit, um, they did find uh, stuff on his computer too. So they arrested him three weeks after the murder. And so his trial was in July 14th, uh, 2014. The prosecution described it as a cold blood execution. And so they said, like, he was just laying in wait, waiting for Denise to come inside the home and shot her from behind. So just behind, she didn't even get a chance to take off her coat or anything and just shot her. Uh, There was an inmate that um, Nathan had talked to named David Smith, and he had told them that Nathan said that he had been researching ways to kill his wife. Mm. And which the police had already known that because the police had found searches on Nathan's computer for insulin poisoning, bathtub electrocution, suicide, had a silence of 40 caliber guac. Yeah. And so he he told the inmate that. He also told the inmate then that he used running alibi, excuse me, running errands as his alibi. Yeah. He bought the Valentine's Day card and roses, also has an alibi. Sure. Um, and he said that he was worried because he said he think he thought someone in the neighborhood had seen him. So that lady who saw someone agitated uh-huh. with the black hoodie, that was him. The police found the black hoodie in their home, like on the floor, just laying on the bedroom floor. And it had gun uh, residue. residue on it. Yeah. So he knew that they he knew that they could track him by his his outings, but that he didn't know that they could track him by his outings. I know, like I know, it's all the same. And you're not even going to a different spot and pick up a gift card. No, no, you didn't throw the. Just stupid. It's just like man. It's just like where people think they're so fucking smart and they can get away with it. You know, this is just really. He just thought he was. You wasted it. So smart. He was just like, I'm smart. It's like you killed her for nothing. I mean, right. like, you didn't know. get away That's with anything. Like, it's just, I'm just so like, senseless. It's so stupid. Just get a divorce. Right. Get a fucking divorce. How many times a week do we say that I on the know. show? I like, know. Like, how, like, seriously. Like, wh- I don't understand it. I don't get it. 
And so he had told uh, the inmate, David, that he said his wife was overbearing and he wanted to move on because he had met someone else, a student named Anna. So then um, the prosecution believes in this, that um, after he went to Starbucks, because they caught him, they had all this on videotape, so they saw that he was in Starbucks, so they saw that he left. So they think then that he drove his car to the park. He walked from the park to his home, waited for Denise to come home. She comes in, he shoots her. Then he drives her car back to the park, Mm -hmm. drops the keys in the trash can. Right there. That's so smart. And um, then takes his car and drives it back to Starbucks again. And they said all of that took six minutes. Jesus. I know. Six mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, they said that he probably already had this uh, the scene staged or whatever. Yeah, and that crazy? She was probably like, what is this stuff sitting out for? You know, like know, in her head? She came in. She came in the house so fast, you know, just like it probably didn't even hit her really, you know. It's oh just like God. so fast. I just don't see. Oh, my God. Gross. Yeah. And so also the prosecution... Um, and I'm going to read all this. It's, it's a little long, but I think it's good because it's Denise's words. Okay. This is a letter that they found from Denise that she had written to Nathan, and they found it in her planner. And so this is it. So she goes, what on earth could you possibly be thinking? I can't imagine anything you could tell me that would hurt worse than what you, are, than what you were doing to me now every day. I really don't think there is anything that I have done or not done that would cause me to deserve this. I've tried to please you for 17 years and never succeeded. I've never been good enough, never done enough. I know that you want me dead. I'm not stupid. I suppose wow. I know. I suppose it will confirm my worthlessness <sighs> to you when I write that I am not brave enough to do that job for you. And now, all of a sudden, you are taking me with you places? What is that all about? Maybe you think I don't feel bad enough. You act like you are somehow noble because you won't tell me why you're doing this. It makes me sick. I have been willing at any time to fall in love with you again, but you reject me every time. I wish I could hate you. I've tried to hate you because I thought it would make it easier. I thought it wouldn't hurt so bad. Of course, I couldn't do it. So I have failed at that too. I have been without pride. I have humiliated myself to try to win something that belongs to me. You defraud me, and you don't seem to care. Well, I quit. I'm not going to try to please you anymore. I will do what I have to do, but no more of that game. You want to humiliate me by running around with a 20-year-old? Fine. I won't grovel. If I haven't pleased you in 17 years, nothing I do now will please you. And I refuse to leave my children just because you have decided to do this to me. You are the only person who thinks I'm a bad mother. Complete strangers compliment me on them. So I will not join you in your obsession with perfection. I am the same person that I've always been. I'm not weaker and in many ways stronger. I refuse to play your, excuse me, I refuse to play to your perfectionism in that too. I have borne neglect and criticism and kept going. But not, but now not this. How long? How long are you going to do this to me? Oh, yeah, until I break. That's what you said, isn't it? Well, happy waiting. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was like her just speaking from the grave. He didn't want the divorce. Nope. I think it, it sounds to me like he wanted her to commit suicide. That's what it sounded like to me. It's like that. And he probably had taunted her 
saying that. He'd rather have her commit suicide, uh-huh. of course, than kill him, kill her. He's trying to that drive would be her the crazy. Way. He's trying to drive her crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So how long did he – he went so, to jail. All right. I want to read, like, this one text message that oh, yeah, like, yeah. he sent. Okay. So to Ina – um, she had texted him and she's, and he, he sent to her, I can't now police checked. It looks like the house was robbed. So this is like right after. Oh my. Okay. She writes back. Interesting. With a smiley face. She's evil. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I was like, you knew about it. Oh yeah. You knew about it. So, um, so that proves in prosecution, um, believe that she didn't care at of all. Of course. And so on September of 2014, the jury found Nathan Luthoid guilty. He was sentenced to an 80-year term in Illinois Department of Corrections. And so the judge, Kevin Lyon, said to him, I have to give you credit. You have led a law-abiding life, and for many years you did good things, but you have poisoned it all. Okay. I know, and so that... That is the death of Denise Luthoid. Oh, man. I know. And that was on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Because that was the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's also why I forgot to add in. They believe, like, that it was a Valentine's Day gift. That's uh, the inmate. The inmate has said that he said that it was a Valentine's Day gift to the student. Okay. I'm pulling mine up. That was his Valentine's Day gift. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Okay. I am pulling mine up right now. Mine is, you have to tell me if you heard of this. It's the story of the Halifax mass shooting plot, otherwise known as the misfit murderous Valentine's Day plot. I don't know. If I don't. Okay. Um, so this happened in Halifax, Canada. Okay. <laughs> Why are you like, like you don't um, know? I know. Or you could go say totally, the province. <laughs> I totally thought that I could remember. I think it's Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Okay. I I'm really like whispering because I'm like I have no idea. And <laughs> sorry, I really, Canada. If we say sorry, it. guys. I really I picked a Canadian one because we have a lot of Canadian listeners, mm. and I think I just screwed it up. But please, please, I'm sorry. All right. Um. So this uh, was an event that occurred between February 12th, uh, 2015, and February 14th. Oh, okay. 2015. Police were alerted to three people identified as Lindsay Suvenera. Mm -hmm. She's 23 years old. Randall Shepard, 20 years old. And James Gamble was 19 years old. Um, They were reportedly conspiring to commit a mass killing at the Halifax Shopping Center. Suvenera and Shepard were arrested and convicted of conspiracy to commit murder while Gamble was found dead of self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh. Yeah. On February 12, 2015, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police in Halifax, Nova Scotia, I was right, okay. Canada, <laughs> received a tip through Crime Stoppers that three youths were planning to commit a mass killing at the Halifax Shopping Center. Two of the suspects, Randall Stephen Shepard, age 20, again, of, it's going to get specific, Timberlea, Mm-hmm. And Lindsay Suvenarath, age 23, of Geneva, Illinois, had access to firearms and presented a threat. Um, in the 
early morning, uh, February 13th, police staked out Gamble's duplex house in Timberlea, mm. a small suburb outside of Halifax. After both Gamble's parents had left the house and had been questioned by the police, so, like, the police stopped the, fa- the parents on the way out, police entered the Gamble home and found that the third plot suspect, 19-year-old Gamble, James Gamble, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Okay. Also found in the house were three long-barreled rifles. Mm. At the same time, the police, at the same time as they were going to get Gamble, mm. they arrested Suvanarath and Shepard at the Halifax-Steinfeld International Airport. Okay. So she was flying in okay. to do okay. this. Wow. Yeah. She was flying in from Illinois oh, okay. to Canada to murder to do this plot. All right. Um, Shepard was meeting Suvanarath, Gamble's online girlfriend, as she arrived from the United States. A 17-year-old Cole from Cole Harbor, I don't know, I'm assuming that's another city. Mm-hmm. Um, a 17-year-old from Cole Harbor was also arrested, but was shortly uh, released due to saying that he had no idea what was going on. Okay, but he had no, but it, it kept talking that four people were arrested, so. Okay. There was a 17-year-old that was arrested, but, but had released. no clue. Okay. Yeah. Um, the police learned that the, it was the trio's intention to go into a public venue and open fire, attempting to kill as many people as possible. Wow. Yeah. Before turning the guns on themselves. So they had a plan. And this was to be on Valentine's Day, 2015. How the, shitty. Yeah. The venue later was disclosed as Halifax Shopping Center and Mum, on Mumford Road. Okay. Um, so I went ahead and I was like, who are these people? So mm-hmm. Gamble was described as a weird and strange guy that people always ignored. He was often he was often ostracized and mocked in public, and they said he was hated in life and in death. Why was he hated in life? Because he was just like nerdy and not like people just were. But I looked like saw a picture of him. He was like a, not an ugly dude. It was just a normal looking like, guy. Nerdy people can take okay pictures. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. Nerd, it wasn't though. great by and any means. Just because you're a nerd doesn't mean like you should be hated. No, no, but he but should he be. But he must have. He must have been doing something. They said he was. They, his mother described him as an introverted person who mm-hmm. didn't put himself out there, and he was just kind of the target for mocking. How old was he? He was. He was nineteen. He was the younger, okay. the younger one. Okay. Um. So Gamble's mother, Patty Cody, was her name. Um, is her name? She first thought that her son, Gamble was the one who called Crime Stoppers because Crime Stoppers is what stopped it from happening. Mm. Um, she thought it was him that stopped it, but she was shocked to hear that he was actually one of the masterminds behind mm. the attack. Yeah. Um, and later found out through his online activity that he had also planned on killing her first. Wow. In a Facebook group, he says, in quotes, um, I'll just walk into her room while she's sleeping and shoot her in the head. Like, where did all this hatred come from? Right. She says his mother says that she knew he played games online, but he was she was unaware of his obsession with the dark web and murder. She she just said that she knew he was distant and that he didn't have a lot of friends and he was picked on. But she did not know. Need to watch what your kids are doing online. Yeah. Yeah, So Suvanna Rath, the female Mm -hmm. who came in from Illinois, she was very active online as well. She was known as Snoopy Femme or Hacker on Hacker or the Blonde Guardian. She was often kicked out of different online forums for posting neo-Nazi graphics and comments. Um, unlike her persona might allude to, 
She was of Laotian descent. Really? She's not white, but she was very neo-Nazi. Wow. Um, One of Lindsay's former classmates remembered her her by saying, she was a very lonely person, but she isolated herself. Um, From what I remember, she was suspended for stabbing someone with a pencil in middle school. Wow, okay. So she was just weird. She also was obsessed with necrophilia, Mm. serial killers. Wow. And shooting sprees. Okay. Yeah. So then there's the third. There was Randall Shepard. He was described as a disaffected youth, I don't know, who was a cheerleader for the plot. So he was the one that was like, I see what you're doing. I don't want to really be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll make a, six Molotov cocktails. He made six Molotov Whoa. cocktails to hand off. Okay. But he said, um, online, my last fuck you to the world isn't going to be like me taking part in any of this. My last fuck you to the world is not stopping it. I'm not going to take part in it, but I'm not going to stop it. That's right. my last fuck you. I know what's you. going on, but. Yeah, standing back and letting someone else put Halifax on the map. Um, and that was something he recorded in video. Okay. Um, he said he couldn't stomach the idea of hurting anyone himself, but that's why he wasn't going to actively participate in it. Um, and he said if he just killed one person from his high school, it would be all worth it. Wow. So how did all these people meet? She's from Illinois. They're from Canada. And mm. so they, uh, Suvanath and Gamble met online in December 2014 um, when he came across her uh, Tumblr blog called Cox Swastika. Okay. Um, the two would quickly begin a relationship. Gamble introduced Shepard into the group, and the three shared an obsession with death, true crime, heavy metal music, Nazi imagery. Gamble's blog included Im- imagery of Nazis in Columbine High School Massacre, mm. along with pictures of guns from World War II, and Shepard's contained, and Shepard's, his web- website contained metal audio tracks, gore, um, Suvanarath's blog um, headlined with a, her headline to a blog was called School Shooter Chick or Chic Violence is the Aesthetic. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she kept going. So many things. So many. It just goes on and on about all this Mm. Nazi stuff she puts out there. But it's also tied to her posting stuff with this hot pink and Japanese, like, clothing and, like, um, fashion. Uh-huh. Anime That's her and personality. That. Yeah. Um, Gamble would eventually ask Lindsay to be part of a mass shooting plot, which she was only happy to ascend to. She was just super happy about it. Um, the two would spend weeks coming up with various details as the location where the shooting would take place, the kinds of weapons that would be used, what they would wear. They also agreed to kill anyone who admitted to believing in God, as well as letting people go who had phones out, who were recording it. Oh. They wanted all of their acts to be documented. Okay. Um, in the words of a note Lindsay wrote a week, weeks um, after being arrested, she said she was, she was to be the Eric Harris and the James Dillon Clybold. Labeled, which is the, mm-hmm, the Columbine. Columbine killers. She believed she was them. See, that's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's so stupid. Those are your idols. Yeah, it's disgusting. So on February 5th, Gamble reblogged a photo Suvanarath posted on Tumblr saying, Valentine's, it's going down. 
And so anyway, on November 20th, I mean, like the Crime Stopper person really saved everybody. I know. Um, on November 22nd, Shepard pled guilty at Nova Scotia Supreme Court on the charge of conspiracy to commit murder and was mm-hmm. sentenced to 10 years in prison, mm-hmm. less 970 days, 74 days from the time served. So right. what is that, two years, three years less? I don't know. can't do math. But <laughs> 10 fucking years, and he had that idea that he's going to kill everybody. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Savannah Rath was expected to go on trial in May 2017 on charges of conspiracy to commit murder and conspiracy to commit arson. But instead, she pled guilty on April in April on April twentieth, twenty eighteen, she was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. Oh, wow. for ten years. For ten, okay. Um. So then it goes into like, what can you do, or what are some ideas they were trying to offer ideas about how to catch this stuff before uh, it happens? I mean, mm-hmm. these people posted this stuff online. Yeah. Videos. But and see, some Instagram. people don't know if people are being for real about it. Yeah, I think but you always report. There's certain, it. and they they've warned of that. They're like, mm-hmm. there's so much like, just because you post this doesn't mean you're actually going right. to act it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, um, Simon. It says Simon Sherry, a registered psychologist and professor professor at Dalhousie University, says mm-hmm. personality traits do influence what people do and where they go online. Some are fueled by narcissism and psychopathy, while others are simply trying to connect. And it says, she quotes, we still have a a fundamental need to belong and feel connected. And when you feel alienated, but you want to connect, want connection, you go searching for that connection. And Cody believes, Cody is the mother of the one that killed himself, Mm -hmm. um, believes that what's, that's what happened to her son, that. She also, she encourages parents to be aware of what their children are doing online. She said it had, it had to start somewhere. I don't know. I don't have the answers as to what came first. She's just like trying to like figure out what the hell happened. Mm -hmm. She said, you, you may think that they're online with their friends and I know he played online games, but there was another part that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And so they were just like, if you have children, monitor that Mm -hmm. shit and put blocks on that shit. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's shitty. So well, that at least it the, didn't happen. I know, but I was like, I wanted, I had never heard of this story. I don't story. think I had heard of that. And so. every time I would go to like try to click on anything, it was getting like blocks left and right. They didn't want me to read about it or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was trying to watch a video about it and I was like, and it no. Wouldn't let you. Oh. Yeah. But that's weird cr- with Canada that you couldn't watch. I know. Something. We're just right around the corner. I know. But that's the. That's the misfits. They call it the misfit the murderous misfit. Valentine's plot. Give them a, well, at least it was a plot and it didn't happen. They were saying it would have been bigger, like as big as Columbine. That's what they were hoping for. Yeah, I know, I but that's what why. even the police said. But they had three rifles. I can't imagine. I don't know. What is I don't know either. I'm not. It interested. depends on what kind of rifles, I guess. Yeah, I guess I don't I have no clue. I'm so, learning a little bit more with. All I was of this. gonna look it up, but I don't want to see what that looks like. I don't know. It's just a gun. I know. <laughs> Anyway, so that's that. It didn't happen. Right. It didn't happen, so that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's not the love. The love. The love. Yeah. We leave you in such a loving mood. Loving mood. Anyway, so yeah. Have a thank you for reviews. Yeah. Thank you guys for reviews. For kind reviews. We're seeing so many downloads. Yeah. It's crazy. Share us with yep. your friends. And um, make sure that you're subscribing so then that you can get when our episodes drop. Yep. Yeah.
yeah, thank you for everything. Yeah, thank you. And follow us on social media. Bye. Bye. Thank you.